0: Hello and welcome to the Leaders' Council Podcast, the podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us here on a sunny day in a rather deserted city of Westminster, as once again, we ensure that we have a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. I'm Scott Challoner, and I'm joined on the air today by Janan Sayer. Janan is the Managing Director of Aviva Day Spa and Academy in Luton, Bedfordshire. Janan, welcome to the programme, and it's great to have you on the air with us today.
1: Thank you for having me. It's
0: an absolute pleasure having you with us. Now, um, the purpose of this podcast, as I say, is to get together a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership as a whole. So what I'd like to understand is what that word leader means to you, because leadership really has many different faces, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think for me, um, a leader is someone who can connect and motivate with, with people who can direct their teams. Um, I think a leader is somebody who can empower others um, and also have a clear vision of what it is that they are um, directing to people as well.
0: People are really important when it comes to leadership, aren't they? Because without people being there to be led, as it were, it's you're not really leading anything, are you?
1: No, I mean, I'm quite lucky. I have a, a wonderful team of, of five therapists and uh, trainers. Um, you know we offer fantastic services and and we teach as well Um, they have many years of experience so as much as they all know what they're doing in their own right um, they will always need that guidance as well from um, a managing director or someone who has more of a clearer vision of where they want the business to go.
0: Mm, I think that's absolutely right and if we think about your leadership style then Janan how would you describe that?
1: Um, I think I've been quite a passionate person. I really um, I love what I do. I've been doing it for twenty twenty two years. Um, I'm empowering. I, I like to think that I support and empower people through my teaching skills. Um, I enjoy seeing people come away from uh, our training academy uh, opening their own businesses and setting up, um, you know, at home or just seeing them develop their skills further Um, and it's a really good feeling. I like empowering other people Um, and I think I'm quite positive. Uh, I'd like to think I am. So, yeah.
0: I think it's quite important, isn't it, to sort of maintain that positive outlook and also take people with you and maintain good communication, especially now, isn't it, with the current COVID situation and everybody having to work from home? Because what we're lacking at yeah. this point in time is that sort of human common contact, aren't we? And so we so yeah. just have a real difficult job sort of keeping that that kind of close-knit feel going, don't they, in a way?
1: Yeah, well, um, what we've decided to do, I don't know if you've heard of the um, Zoom um oh, absolutely it's like a FaceTime thing. So we've been doing um we've been having Zoom meetings once a week over the last seven weeks. Um so on a professional level we've been doing that. And then also with family and friends, um, having like quiz nights. I think it's just a good way to um stay in touch with people during the current climate. Um but the weekly staff meetings that we have, it keeps everybody motivated, keeps everybody positive and focused because it is a worrying time. Um, you know, everyone's feeling anxious and unsure of, of what's happening. And um and just having myself and my staff doing a lot of e learning and online courses to keep us busy and motivated and and just really looking, you know, forward and trying to stay focused and positive as much as we can.
0: Absolutely, that sort of positive outlook is really, really important, even amid all of the uncertainty, isn't it? Because as yeah. a lea- as a leader, you're under a little bit of pressure because all of your employees, especially, will be looking to you for the answers, and you might not necessarily have all of them to hand, especially with everything going on at the moment. But maintaining a cool yeah. head throughout that is hugely important, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's difficult. We're taking one day at a time, and um, we're following the government guidelines. We're trying to make the most of the difficult time um, by um, enhancing our own skills and through e-learning, which I, I find has been a, a real positive um, thing that, that we've all kind of got on board uh, and, and doing. Um, and, we'll, you know, we'll go back into work in the future um, with more knowledge and more skills. So, um, yeah, I think it's just a matter of, taking each day as it comes and and just trying to stay focused and positive it during you know the times that we're going through
0: and it really seems as if um, yourself and the business are willing to embrace adaptability as well and um, being reactive to changing circumstances because you talk about working remotely there and um, there are quite a few people out there who are saying that this could well be a new norm for us in the way that we work and the way that we do business and businesses ultimately yeah. have to be ready for that too
1: yeah, definitely. Um, like I said, it, you, we've got to kind of make the most of a, a difficult situation, haven't we? So, um, it, it's it, you know, it is what it is and we can panic and have anxiety over it and worry or we can stay focused and have a plan and, you know, try and, try and do something with our time. Um, we communicate with all of our clients. Through social media, um, we're because we're a beauty salon and training academy. We're offering some um, e- uh, e- e-learning courses, online courses ourselves, um, and we also offer like skincare advice or any beauty, health or beauty advice. We offer online as well. So it's communicating still with our clients, um, engaging with our clients, and also um, helping the team feel positive and um uplifted during you know during this difficult time really
0: absolutely and um of course you're very experienced within your industry Jan it goes without saying you've got you have over 20 years um, experience um, within your industry you've also won uh, multiple awards in that time as well yeah um, did you did you know quite early on in your career in this profession that you would end up taking the plunge of running your own business uh, one day and being in a leadership position yourself
1: um Yes, I think I did. Um, You know, my father's a businessman. I was raised um, kind of with that around me. Um, And I always remember remember quite early on looking up to um, uh, previous employers and thinking, oh, you know, I'd love to do that. I'd love to be like them. Um, But at the time, you know, you're young, you're not sure how it's going to work out, how you're going to do it. Um so, yeah, 26, when we um, decided to open a business, um, it was scary, but it was the best decision I ever made. Um, and, and I'm glad that we're going into our 13th year. So, yeah, it's great.
0: And you talked there about how your father was a little bit of an influence and a bit of an inspiration to you, I suppose. Are there any other examples of leadership figures throughout history, living or dead, who maybe inspired you and had an influence on your leadership style?
1: Um. I think it'd be someone like Winston Churchill, um, I think successfully leading Britain through World War Two, um and being known for his inspiring speeches, purely because I do struggle with public speaking, believe it or not. Um so I I do I do watch his documentaries and I just think, wow, you know, um and with V Day approaching um mm. on May the eighth, I think um, it's quite apt to just mention him as a successful leader,
0: definitely. A sterling example indeed, and just for the benefit of the listeners, we are recording this um, on um, the, uh, the 5th of May, and um, VE Day is uh, very much three days away, um, absolutely. So um, that's a, a great example of a leader and a very apt one, given the uh, the timing. Um, if Winston Churchill were um, hypothetically to return and try to guide us through this uh, crisis, um, how do you think he might approach all of this?
1: Um I think he would have a really positive approach. I think he would be communicating with the public in a real positive way and have some amazing speeches um I think that he would be um inspiring people to trust the country and that they're doing the best they can um and to be honest, you know, I think the government's doing the best they can mm. now you know I think that there's not really a lot more that we can do then follow the guidelines and just hope that this passes as, as soon as, as, as it, it came, really.
0: Let's certainly hope so um, in that respect. And if you were to give your own message um, to the younger generations, Janar, particularly um, for um, those aspiring leaders who are out there, um, channeling your business experience, what sort of advice would you give to those people?
1: Um, to be consistent, so not to give up. Um, I remember in the earlier years I was very close to giving up um, during challenging challenging times and I think the important thing is to stick it out if it's something that you love and you're passionate about um, you know stick with it be consistent um, know the um, know what it is that you want to do have passion for it and, and just go for it don't be afraid Um, um, And, yeah, I I just think it's about being consistent. I think that's really important.
0: I think you're absolutely right on what you say there. It's very sound advice. And I think we do need to be encouraging, especially the younger generations who might be a little bit afraid of taking risks and maybe failing due to sort of fear of criticism. Maybe we should be telling them to take sort of measured risks and try new things. And even if they do get one or two things wrong, to embrace that and be willing to learn from it.
1: Of course.
0: Exactly right. And um, if we do think about the future, um, again, uh, Janam, before we do uh, wrap things up um, on today's programme, um, do you give me an idea of what you imagine the next 12 months will hold for yourself and for the Aviva Day and Academy and what you also hope to achieve in that time as well, not just in navigating the current COVID situation, but also for beyond the pandemic.
1: Yeah, um, okay. Well, so, you know, say that we've come out the other end of um, the COVID situation and um, we reopen and everything continues as it did before. I would love to expand the academy further, um, offering um, more um, courses. We offer about 25 beauty courses at the moment. So I'd like to um, be able to offer more. And just again, um, bringing in newer services, new products, keeping up to date with all of the, um, the new sort of trends that, that are out there in the industry. Um, and just continue growing, um, entering more awards um, trying to win more and getting more business recognition. So, yeah, hopefully um, that will be something that we can look forward to later in the year
0: yeah hopefully we are back on that sort of straight and narrow pathway sooner rather than later um we okay. are just um about out of time today janan but i have to say i mean it's been a really enjoyable and thoroughly insightful experience having you on today's program with me and i think what would be great for the uh, listeners especially is if when we start to see things um sort of changing and we come to the other end of the pandemic we could perhaps revisit this and have you back on the program just to catch up on how the business is doing and how um the circumstances are changing also. But for now, mm. I've got to say, um, I've really enjoyed having you on the program and many thank thanks you. for taking the time to come on and speak with me. It's been a real pleasure. Well,
1: thank you for having me.
0: It's been brilliant, Janan. Thank you. That was thanks. Janan Sayer, the managing director of Aviva Day Spa and Academy in Luton. Um, coming up next on today's program, I will be handing over to. Jonathan White for his exclusive interview with England's 1966 Football World Cup hero Sir Geoff Hurst. A former professional striker, Sir Geoff scored over 200 league goals during his football career for the likes of West Ham United and Stoke City. But notably, he remains the only man to this day to have scored a hat-trick in the final of the World Cup following his treble in England's 4-2 win over West Germany at the Old Wembley Stadium 54 long years ago now. I hope you enjoy listening just as much as Jonathan enjoyed speaking with Sir Jeff, and that's coming up next. Uh, We're now
2: joined, uh, though, by former England footballer and still the only man to score a hat-trick in a World Cup final, Sir Jeff Hurst. Uh, Thank you very much for coming on today. uh,
3: You're welcome. You're welcome. Good afternoon. Uh,
2: And perhaps I should uh, start and get it over and done with. I know you must be bored with it, and uh, you've probably been asked a thousand times, but when you got
3: simply a, a fantastic uh, coach or teacher, if you like, at, at the football. And uh, they, they quite always mentioned when we talk about Ron Greenwood, Harry Redknapp, who um, was played under mm-hmm. him and has been very successful as a player and the manager over many, many, many years. He and He's come across many coaches, of course, and managers during his time over 50 years, I guess. He would still say that Ron Greenwood is the best coach he had worked with. He worked with... So you, you're very... I think you you, re, you think you're lucky when you come across if you have a great teacher at school and uh, a great coach as we had in Ron Greenwood and of course uh, a great manager in South Alf So to come across people like that of that calibre can have a huge influence on your your career, of course, and, and then your life. And that's that's quite purely the case.
2: Absolutely, and in those early days um, at.
3: That's griping or moaning about the system, and if you've got people like that in the organisation, one thing I have learned and I've taken on in my life and my family—you've got somebody in a group that doesn't want to be part of it—you you get them out. And Alf, I think, was was quite ruthless about that and his, his staff. And I think that's one thing—I one of the most serious things I think I've learned over a long period of time.
2: And is there? Do you think? Uh uh, well, you I, mean, I can tell you true. if you want. You want, you got time. I can tell I you if you want. Jeff, go on, go. On. I think I'd be, it would be silly if I said no at this point. Okay, so I
3: was uh, doing a, a, at a dinner in, in the channel lines, three or four hundred people, black tie dinner, uh, guest of honor. Mm-hmm. And this occasion I was speaking for about 20 minutes, then allowing uh, questions from the audience at the end of the evening. And there was, there was a football questions. And then all of a sudden I heard, a, I heard somebody at the back who